It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate right around the UAE and of course we are available on Spotify, also Apple Podcasts and Amazon or wherever you get your podcast from. Hope your working week is going well. And coming up this morning, we're going to be catching up with the person we haven't spoken to in a while. His name is Michael Waters, who is a bit of an expert on all things real estate in Dubai. And a very good morning to you, Michael. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me back. As I mentioned uh, some time ago, you work there at the Harriet Watt University. You're a professor there and you offer post-grad master programs on real estate. And you were just telling me that about a month ago, you got the new class in. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we've um, we've just we've just got our January batch joining our September batch in the classroom. So um, a really interesting, diverse group of real estate professionals who come and study with us whilst they work, and we also do allow some students from other markets to come and, and join us and, and benefit from that that sort of cohort as well. So we're always pleased to welcome new students, and and um, yeah, we look forward to challenging them for the semester ahead. Yeah, so some people might say, well, a post-grad master program, because this is something you offer as well, to a lot of real estate professional people that are wanting to upskill themselves. This is not a program where somebody is wanting to get into necessarily real estate, right? Well, there's so many different facets of of real estate, as you know. So our our program works on the, the, the basis that the students ultimately want to enter the strategic advisory side. So what I mean by that, the the areas of property management, valuation, fund management, development advisory and development management, a whole range of careers where clients are needing qualified professionals who have a good knowledge of real estate, but are also often chartered and have that accreditation with their credentials. So it's, as you say, it's upskilling that part of the industry who've probably been working in the sector for two or three years, and they're looking to move up either within their existing firm or jump across to a leading global firm that that are based in the region or, or, or globally. Yeah, and last time we spoke, we were talking, uh, I remember we talked about the the data being so uh, crucial. Quite a lot of water has flowed under the bridge, so to speak, Michael, since we last spoke. So perhaps I can get your thoughts on what you think is going on in the market right now, because it doesn't seem to be slowing down. I mean, that is such a cliche. We say it all the time, but that is just the fact of of what the real estate is doing. Yeah, I think um, I think you've caught me at another good good part of the market cycle. So it's uh, I guess record breaking is a month on month records were broken throughout uh, 2023 in terms of both sale volumes and and sale prices. You know, last month or just the month that's been signed off, Property Monitor have come out with a statistic that um, we've had the highest level of sales volumes in Dubai since records began. So it doesn't look like there's going to be any softening off anytime soon. 
And that word softening off because, you know, it's hard being an economist and trying to sort of predict what is likely to happen. But some economists have said that we're in this sort of a soft correction that may or may not be soft and then softer, perhaps. I don't know. But yeah, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Like it's just building on top of last year, if you look at 2023. Yeah, I think there is still momentum in the market. I mean, obviously, that's what we're seeing. And we're look, you know, it's a looking back view of the market, even though it's only a month ago. So we've always got to remember that. I think what is going to be the headwind for the market, if, we, if, we, if, we, if our target is on a correction, what's going to cause that? We're probably entering the phase of the cycle where we're going to go into a period of more supply than we've we've had launched into the market in the next two to three years. So potentially that might be a, a turning point, as well as from my perspective, housing cost affordability is also getting to a, a, a potential turning point. People are going to start to to struggle to match the affordabilities. Uh, and the prices that we've historically seen. And therefore, that might put some buying demographics off entering the market at this stage in the cycle. Do you think, because this is something that we've talked about extensively, and that is the stages that are released by developers, you know, it's a strategic way that they release the first stage, then the second stage is more expensive, then the third stage. And Mario and I have sort of had these conversations where it can be a little bit of a dangerous situation for developers if they just keep doing that and then it starts to just drop up, But what you're saying, coupled with that, is potentially because of all the supply coming into the market and oversupply, then it becomes a supply and demand and things start to level off, if not slightly reduce. Well, at the moment, we're, we, you know, we've just come off the back of a year that's had, had seen some really strong um, organic property growth, and that's come from a population surge. So ultimately, we need the population in Dubai to, to keep moving forward, to keep pace with handovers and the new launches. Now, we all know that things don't work in perfect harmony. So we have population targets, we have launches and completions, they don't normally match in, in complete harmony, as, as I just said. So there's going to be ebbs and flows. I think we're entering, from my perspective, a point where we're likely to see more new development enter the market than we are population growth in the short term. But the long-term view of Dubai is, is very much fixed on you know the targets for 2040. So I think with what's going on in the city, long-term, it's, it's still an attractive place to be in terms of an investor. But I think just prepare yourself for a little bit of price movement over the next sort of 18 to 24 months. That also might present good opportunity for those thinking about entering in the short term also. Are you surprised if you look back over the 2023 year in terms of how many of these developers entered the market? Because, yes, you've got your top tier of developers. We know who they are. Then you've got the developers underneath that top tier. But there's this new tier underneath the the middle tier, if you like, that is coming in, they're a player, they might have been outside of the market and they've identified, hey, let's just do something here. Because they're not known, 
they haven't really been able to sort of sell off the plans and they've had to build and then wait and see what happens. <laughs> Fingers crossed that they can actually sell their product, their development. Yeah, I think I think that's always an indication of where we are in the cycle as well. New entrants coming in, I wouldn't say late in the game, but they are, you know, they've they're not at the forefront of the development supply that we're, we we see from the larger and mid developers. You know, one of the risks of development and off-plan purchasing is that you're buying into that development process. Now, if you are a top-tier developer and you can get people to sign at the at today's prices, you have some income security there. If you are unable to follow that strategy, then of course you're a bit more exposed to the development risk that you would see. Um, perhaps in other markets as well. So yes, it's just something to be mindful of when thinking about where we are in the cycle that we have got these new entrants entering. What are they offering different to to maybe the um, the larger players? Yeah, so that's a good couple of comments that you've made about the developers. But let's have a look at the investors right now because of where we are in the cycle. How should investors position themselves, do you think, right now in 2024 when buying into Dubai or buying into the UAE? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to, I mean, what I'm going to say is not going to fit every, every listener's uh, um, mindset, but I'll, I'll just talk quite generally. I mean, I think at this stage of the cycle, you know, where the danger point would be is if you entered the market highly geared or highly leveraged into that purchase. You know, with, there's still a bit of uncertainty about what's going on with, with the cost of finance, although we do expect, again, rates to, to sort of come down. You've got to really stress test that mortgage affordability. You know, if rates don't come down or they stay at this level for longer, or perhaps they even potentially go up a few basis points, where's that going to leave you in terms of servicing that new debt that you're taking on if you're buying today. If you're a cash buyer, then you're a little bit better protected. You're not as exposed to the cost of, of debt in your, your purchase. So in terms of that type of demographic, you know, there's there's still some strong yields on on, on investment. It does really depend where that opportunity cost of, of money is going. So if things that are a lower risk propositions start to have similar rates of return. Again, people might be less excited about investing in the property market. But at the moment, I still think those yields and those returns are strong enough to keep um, momentum in the market, which is what we're seeing. And how much do you sort of pay attention to what is going on in the the US in terms of their market? Of course, there's a lot of talk that the, the mortgage rate might come down. I think it has slightly come down already, which is which is great. But to your point about leveraging yourself up with the, the mortgage rate, I mean, that's certainly something to watch, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, it's, we've kind of got to a point where, you know, when, when it was uh, the trough of the market or at least a, a low point in the market, we had low property prices, we had lower deposits to buy the property and we had lower interest rates. So obviously now we've almost got the opposite. We've had a, a, an extensive period of high price growth Although the mortgage rates have not come in aggressively higher, you just need to be mindful of where that, once that fixed period finishes, where does that leave you with exposure to the cost of, of debt? I mean, obviously the loan to value stayed the same. So it's just about looking at that, that affordability metric for yourself individually and not being too carried away with trying to chase 
potential short-term price gains. It's always been my philosophy with property. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, great to chat to you this morning, Michael. I know that you've got a very busy day, so I better let you get to it. And once again, thanks for coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast this morning. Yeah, no problem. Back to the classroom for me, Craig. Unlock the secrets of real estate and stay informed about the latest real estate buzz with hot market trends, emerging suburbs and hidden gems. We are going to be zeroing in today, having a look at the Dubai Marina, of course, such a very special part of Dubai, Mario. Yeah, it's very close to my heart because, you know, I've been kind of living in this location pretty much uh, all my time here in, in Dubai. And and of course, for the listeners, uh, they need to know that historically, and, and, and it continues to be, one of the most sought after areas, especially when you look at the property portals when they do these graphs they, that it shows that Dubai Marina is always always up there. Dubai Marina is one of the most sought after areas and it boasts many waterfront skyscrapers. There are many hotels, lots of restaurants and entertainment facilities and, and not forgetting shopping. They've got a great uh, mall there called Dubai Marina Mall. Now Dubai Marina for, for the listeners in case they didn't know is actually the, the world's largest man-made marina. It used to be Miami. Dubai overtook it uh, years ago. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.